Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is a very special episode that we've been asked about a couple times, and I'm really excited that we could finally make it work. We've been doing a panel in the convention circuit for the past, I think the first one was maybe two years ago. It's called Building Your Own Themyscira, Networking in Your Niche, and it's about building community and networking with other nerdy businesses and brands. And we have a rotating um, cast of people who, uh, depending on the what convention it is, um, we have different groups of people talking. And we finally were able to record it at San Diego Comic-Con this year. So this is a recording of the panel that we did. We had a couple of recording issues when we were first getting started. So an amazing tech person came in midway through the intros and set up our mic correctly. And so the rest of it sounds amazing. But we are missing like the intro to the panel and the intro to some of our guests. I think the I think the recording picks up when Robin is introducing herself. So because that's missing, I'm going to give that to you now. So yes, the panel is about networking and building community and making connections and our best tips and tricks for making that happen. We, uh, I, uh, Jordan Ellis of Jordan Denae am moderating and we had five incredible guests who actually we have interviewed each of them separately in other episodes. So if there's anyone that you particularly want to hear more from, you can scroll back through our archives and check them out. But uh, to complete the intros that got a little bit cut out. So Robin Warren is the owner of Geek Girl Strong. You can find her at Geek Girl Strong all over the internet. Rose Del Vecchio is the co-founder of Fan Mailbox and Charmed Box of Shadows. So you can find her at Fan Mailbox and at Box of Shadows. Che Grayson is a writer, filmmaker, and creator of Magic Hour, which is her latest project. So you can find her at Che in Wonderland and at Magic Hour TV. Jaslyn Stone is the former COO of Bombsheller and all-around incredible lady, you can find her at Jaslyn Stone. And then Taylor Dethridge is the owner and designer at Logan Arch. She's the convention manager for Chicago TARDIS, and she also does geeky fashion at, on her account at They Seek Her There. And she's also at Logan Arch Chicago. So um, we're really, really excited to finally be able to release this for those who have never been able to make it uh, to see us in person, or if you were there and you really liked the info, you can listen again or take notes. And we hope to keep doing this panel at conventions, so if you ever see this on the schedule, please come please come say hi in person. So, enjoy! Um, I was a family planning health educator for a nonprofit health clinic for a year and a half in between the time that I was working full-time for the city, and I am now, um, for about a year, full-time with Geek Girl Strong. 
So I have my Bachelor's of Arts in Anthropology and Psychology. I have my Master's in something called Higher Education and Student Affairs Administration, which is basically anything outside of academics at a college or university. Um, specifically, I focus in wellness promotion, um, so I'm technically also a health educator with a different type of degree. Um, I currently uh, burned out in a fiery flame as a young professional about <laughs> three months ago, and uh, now I'm uh, working on FanMail full-time as well as working uh, as a floor leader at Lush Cosmetics at the local mall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lush. Yeah. <laughs> I studied um, English and Media Studies in undergrad and actually went straight to film school to study writing and directing um, at NYU, which I just recently graduated, thank God. Um, yeah, congrats, that yeah. was recent. Um, during my time in film school, I actually um, started self-publishing comics because I realized I still had an itch for visual storytelling, but making films are really expensive. And since I'm a nerd, I, was, I, I figured I'd try another visual medium. Um, started self-publishing self my comics, um, and then started getting into anthologies, and now I'm on my first series, and things are growing from there. So balancing the film industry, film and TV industry, and the comics industry, while they overlap in a very beautiful way, um, they also still have like their own parameters and gatekeeping. So it's kind of interesting straddling both. Uh, I did not go to college. I technically went to college for like, I went to community college for like a week. <laughs> And then they were like, you got to pay. And I was like, carry your textbooks back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your time. <laughs> yeah, I learned a lot about women's studies. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just grew up poor. And so uh, Bombshell was like a startup. And when you grow up poor, you learn how to build community. You learn how to squeeze a nickel. You learn all these like cute things like bootstrapping, which just means that you're cash poor. <laughs> so um, if you also grew up poor, I, can, I would consider going into startups because they love it. They're like, oh, you're so like agile and you can turn on a dime and you're like, yeah. Uh, so that is my background, education. I was a social worker uh, for an agency in Chicago and I worked in a school and I also burnt out as Robin and Rose were saying. I really liked my job though and one of the core things that I used to do was I used to organize programs, like administration programs for students. So we would go into schools and we would build like a summer camp and I used to do that. Then that translated to me doing event planning as a person, which I do now full time. I wanted to do something creative. I was always making things. I'm a cosplayer. I love styling nerdy outfits and I wanted to do something design based that I had never had a chance to do. So when I left that career, I went to the company I work for now and I've been able to do marketing. I've been able to explore uh, design in my own business, which is taking off really well. And I feel very, very grateful that that's been something that I've been able to do in my life. This will be the last, like, everyone answers question. But so this panel is about networking and building community. And I know, because I know all of you, like, how important that has been to each of you, which is why I asked you to be here. But I've also realized that, like, to me, that's kind of a given because that's what I know how to do. But, like, not every business focuses on that or, like, places it at high importance. So, Either like why is community important to your business or if you have like an example of a time like something you really cool that you were able to do because of your network or because of your community because yeah for anyone who like doesn't realize how important and valuable it actually can be 
you can go in order or not. It doesn't matter. I don't know if you want to um, start. Well, Geek Girl Strong wasn't originally going to be a community. It was the community that made it a community. They kind of took it and ran with it and ran with the name themselves. And whenever someone meets me and they're like, you're Geek Girl Strong, I'm like, no, I'm just the, the head. Like, I'm the face, but I am not Geek Girl Strong. My name is Robin. Uh, but the people themselves made it into a wellness community and made it something really special that I would have never been able to do on my own. So literally my business would have been nothing without the community of people in it. I think I agree. So I run a subscription box service, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you have a community, but a lot of what I see and what I notice in, in subscription boxes that I liked was that there was always, you were always unboxing at the same time, you were figuring out what everybody got at the same time, and so we kind of built our model after that, but it's been incredible because it's really tied that fandom thing to, to what I do, and so I was telling Robin and a couple other people on this panel earlier, I had two people talk to me this weekend who told me that Charm saves their life, and that has nothing to do with me. I just happen to be a Charmed licensee, and um, I'm bringing Charmed back after you know, not having merch for a really long time, so it just felt very special to, to, to know that someone thought that I had that impact when it wasn't me at all. It was definitely them, and, uh, but that we've got a connection. That's cool. Yeah. Um, for me, community is um, pivotal to what I do um, because filmmaking and comics are collaborative in nature. Um, for me, um, when I first started getting into comics, um, what I went to is the community of the comic book, your local comic book shop, and asking, like, what should I read? I really want to get into this medium. And um, also, um, Geek Girl Brunch, which is how I met a lot of these wonderful ladies up here. Um, just getting a community of people who um, not only share the same love of um, fandoms, and stories, but also um, my main target audience. Um, and so for me, the community of actual cons have actually been what have gotten me gigs, is constantly showing up, constantly letting people know who I am, that I know who they are, um, not just you know the Twitter friendship, but like making it IRL, <laughs> and really just forming a community of people who are like, oh, I heard of like this person is looking for a writer or this person is looking for this and and connecting the dots um, and I think that you know community is the only way we're able to kind of thrive when we're working in in the way that we are yeah um, totally uh, I think there is nothing that I've ever achieved career-wise on in my own life that hasn't been because of community there is nothing that I've ever screwed up uh, or failed at that I didn't have somebody, like my community there to help me, to support me. So uh, like no person is an island and no business is an island. And if you try to become one, if you try to just like run to the finish line, then it's gonna be incredibly lonely and you're not gonna make it. And then no one's gonna be there to pick you up. Yeah. So uh, community is like, I was struck just now, like, oh, it's everything. Yeah. yeah. Panel's done. That's all you needed to know. <laughs> Thank you, Jaslyn. <laughs> Pen drop. <laughs> Pen drop. Um, coming from my social work background, working in the community was always something 
that was given to, like I had to do anyway. When I got into the industry that I work in now, um, I've met all these awesome people up here. And this is a very different corner than some of what I usually encounter. Um, and I don't want to sound harsh, I just want to be honest. Um, when you do certain things like, okay, uh, I'm going to talk about Doctor Who. So Jodie Whittaker, right, when she became the doctor, there was like some crazy backlash from certain people. That's very common. I encounter that a lot. And I've had people look at me and say stuff like, well, the Doctor Who fandom isn't diverse, and it makes me angry. And that's the kind of thing that I've tried to use my abilities to do this to open up our staff. Like, our convention is fan-run, so it's got a great group of people running it. But, you know, bringing that forward and saying, listen, guys, we really have to represent more people. We have to bring this community in. That's something that it's not... I'm not saying I've done that, but I think there's a, a community facilitation of that is very, very important when you run into those corners of fandom that we're still trying to discuss things in those problematic areas and just like open them up and say, what are we doing here? Everybody deserves a place and everybody deserves to be there. So I guess that's how community to me means in this industry. Um, and to add to kind of what um, Jazz was saying, something that's really important to me is I talk about this so often with my friends, is the idea of the Highlander syndrome mm -hmm. and folks who really are just okay mm -hmm. um, going through the door, shattering the glass ceiling and like making another ceiling or closing mm -hmm. the door behind them. And, and just to kind of emphasize what Jazlyn said, it's like if you <clears throat> want to just make it on your own, just imagine getting at the top of the mountain, if you fall down, there's no one who can, like you're just falling all the way down and you're starting up again. Mm -hmm. There's no one that's going to lend you a lifeline if you don't bring anyone up with you. So it's like, would you climb Count Kilimanjaro by yourself? Like, is that really a good idea? And so, um, the, you know, what's beautiful about, you know, the kind of Thymascara message is that it's like the antithesis of mm -hmm. the, um, of the Highlander, and it's that idea that we can all lift each other up together, and while it might take a little longer, mm -hmm. it's more powerful. I feel like this is a good time to, yeah. we have one in like illustration, or what's the right word? I don't know, there's a, there's a thing visual? that's our favorite, visual, uh -huh. yeah. that's our favorite on this panel, this seems like a good time. Is it time. the hand one? It's been, it's been a long con. It's been a long con. It's like week of two days so far. Past six like o'clock. Uh, no one knows. Um, so something that I've shared on this panel in the past is the idea of walking with one hand open in order to open doors in front of you and one hand behind you to hold the hand of the person who's coming up behind you and bring them through the door with you. Mm -hmm. And if each person continues to do that, we just... Not like us, but like the other way, going yeah. forward. Um, you just hold hands and bring one another through these doors and try your best. You might not be able to hold everyone's hand, but if each one holds another one's hand, eventually your entire community. It's kind of like the Wu-Tang Clan. Like, one of them made it, and then they were like, but everybody's coming with me. Um, so be like Wu-Tang. <laughs> it's not Jocelyn, Bombsheller did something that I think, especially as a small business, was one of the coolest uh, ways to connect. Because sometimes it's hard to connect from like behind the website, especially to actual humans who are shopping with you. 
you guys have these fit parties, which was so inspiring to me. I think it's incredible. And I, would you talk about that? Like what that is and like why you did it and what it let you guys do? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, like looking back, it's like, oh, like we were really like on the forefront of something, but really we were just like, we need help <laughs> and uh, ego death and help us please. And so, um, so Bombshiller had, it still has. Uh, they, so, so Bombshiller is a legging company. We recently just restructured and went into private manufacturing. So we just do private label, which there are actually quite a few of them out on the floor. So uh, Bombshiller manufacturing. But they offer uh, print on demand to change the way that clothing is manufactured, but it's also high quality. So you're not like just buying a bunch of like $20 leggings that break after a few days. You have to buy another one. That's very wasteful. Um, and they go from extra small through uh, 6X. So we initially launched with extra small through XL. And because we tested on real people, like we had people in Seattle come to fit parties, they try them on, give us feedback, we change it. And then when they were like, this is perfect, we launched our first 10 sizes. After that, we, uh, people were like, hey, I'd love to wear these, but I'm like a 2X, can you extend your sizing? And we were like, we would love to, but we need people to come try them on. So then we started throwing these like extended sizing fit parties where people would very graciously come try them on, tell us what worked, what didn't, and because not everybody is the same and you cannot, no matter how much a manufacturer out there tells you, you cannot just take extra small and then just like add two inches for every size because turns out people don't size up like that because <laughs> we're all humans with bodies and they're all different and beautiful and yada yada. So it's like, you gotta, you gotta make it work and you have to like test it on real people. And so, uh, so we threw these fit parties for like a year, got to a place, launched it. And then after that, like people would come in, we'd be like, they'd be like, oh, well who tried this on? And we're like, oh, we tested it on real people. So they'd be more willing to try it on. And then like so many people were like, I've never felt so beautiful. I've never felt so sexy. I've never felt so comfortable. Like, and it was, because we worked with our community to give them something that they actually wanted. I think that's so cool. Like that was one of my favorite ways to connect with your actual customers. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, and also to be fair, like it was because our fans were like, love your designs, wish I could wear them. Mm -hmm. We were like, wanna work with us? And they were like, hell yeah. And so it was like one of them asking politely, but asking for something and us like responding and being like, yeah, like whatever you need, like let's do it if we can. Yeah. I found, so like the two big communities that I uh, really needed in order to like actually move somewhere were one, the community with customers and then two, the community with peers and other businesses. And something that Rose Fanmail does super well is in each of your boxes, it's at least one yep. other small business. So like, can you talk a little bit about that? Like one, like how you even, cause small businesses sometimes are hard to find because we're small. So like it actually takes so work. You can't just like. emails and we can't be like, hey. Yeah, you can't just Google like cool small business nerdy and like find everything. You <laughs> Maybe you, you can, can you sometimes. Be able to that's true, that's you true. Might yeah. be able to uh, but five years ago, Etsy was the place. Right? Yeah. So yeah, a lot of true. our first products, like our first, first, first box, uh, we had a Sorcerer's Stone soap. Um, that I found on Etsy. Um, and that person was like, wait, what? <laughs> you want me to make 
hundreds? And yeah. I was like, yes, please. <laughs> Let me pay you to make hundreds. Um, and so I think a lot of it has been through social media. A lot of it has been through conventions um, and finding people who I walk the floor, like all the, not here as much, but smaller conventions. I walk the floor a lot, especially Artist Alley. I collect business cards. I've got a, a whole big box of them that someday will become uh, hopefully a digital Rolodex because I don't <laughs> want it to be a physical one. Um, and uh, yeah, so we've worked with 100 and I think we're up to 120 something small businesses over the last four years. And sometimes, um, when I work with authors, it's really fun, or, or publishers, I go to the, or the creator that um, I'm co-curating with, and I say, who are the businesses you're spending money on right now? Mm, um, cool. Who would you like to spend some money on right now mm. since I'm footing the bill? Mm -hmm. um, and then we go and, and we work with them to, to make something new and something special, um, and it's a lot of fun. And you also do an amazing job, which like you don't have to do, like not everyone takes this extra step, but in each of your boxes, you have like a flyer or menu or what do you mm -hmm. call yeah, it? Yeah, uh, we have a little booklet. Yeah. Um, so in mm -hmm. fan mail, it was like a forecasting of like what's cool, what's coming up. So I would add like small indie stuff that I knew that people wouldn't have heard of along with, you know, like the big Marvel comics that are coming out and the movies and stuff. Um, and that's kind of transitioned also to include, you know, the social media mm -hmm. of the people that we include, a coupon code to get them to buy from them again and hopefully provide them with like a little bit more than just the initial wholesale order. Like we want them to gain followers from it too. And that extra bit of like giving credit, I feel like is a part of like actually building community and being trusted and being a part of it that people miss a lot. Yeah. Like just that extra little bit of like, and please follow this person, or yeah. and please, this person took my photos, this person yes, made this yeah. thing. I think that is mm -hmm. awesome. Um, and Che, you're, well, now that you're doing video stuff too, that's even another level, but even doing comics, because you aren't doing all the parts, you're doing the writing part, but like, that's a lot of networking and like yeah. meeting publishers and artists and writers, like, how, how does that work for you? Because that's keeping track of like a million different networks yeah. at once. So is it just like meet everyone all the time? Or? Yeah, it's really yes. interesting. For me, I know like I have yeah. things to pitch. I have jobs that I want to try and get. But when I come to cons, I come to make the connections first. And I say if I can hit it off with someone enough that they will give me their card, then I will follow up with them and the pitches will happen from there. So I think what you really want to do is not is be, um, just be very precious of your time and your energy and other people's time and energy. Mm -hmm. And so you know that they've probably had unsolicited pitches thrown at them or been invited to dinner by a friend who's like, actually, I just wanted you to put me on. Mm -hmm. And so it's really just about, one, um, knowing who's coming so knowing like who you secretly want to meet and, and then spending literally most of the time even getting up the courage to like go up to that person because you're like, oh my God, you're so cool. <laughs> like what's really interesting about the fandom and geek community is that we have this kind of, it's not really imposter syndrome, but it's this thing where it's like, they're so cool, <laughs> they don't know who I am, so I don't want to bother them. And the other person is saying the same thing. All the time. It's this weird thing. All the like, time. Just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hello? I am, yeah, you're, oh, like, I exist to you too, oh my God. Yeah. Um, so it's like knowing, you know, who are the artists, who are the other writers, who are the publishers, and then, you know, 
Um, this is my third year here. I started off my first San Diego not knowing anyone and not really doing much business or networking at all. And then the second year, I had my one friend who I was like, this is who I'm gonna stick with. And I know that they will just, I will just be their shadow and they will say, hi, this is Trey, hi, this is Trey. And that's for us who are kind of naturally shy or introverted at times, know that you just need that one person and you let them take you down <laughs> that kind of candy road of just like picking up the bread, breadcrumbs and then um, get as many cards as you can and follow up after. Yes. Um, but soon, within the week. So say like, give them time to recover from any con and then say like, yeah, we met, blah, blah, blah. Follow them on Twitter. And so that's been the case for me is like knowing not to take, not to m demand too much of people right away Mm. Yeah. Um, and then actually building the relationship from there. Yeah. And follow up again if you don't get an answer right oh, away. Yeah. yeah. We've all it's done it to someone mm -hmm. at yeah. this point. Mm -hmm. Me, mm -hmm. frequently. Yeah. yeah, also me. So sometimes just a reminder Be is nice helpful. About it, though. Ooh, you're yeah, also making sure. that face because we have a joke like find an extrovert friend. Yeah. <laughs> if you and are introverted. Yeah. So being introverted doesn't mean that you're not social, but sometimes that means you don't know how to extrovert. Like, in, be social in the same way that an extrovert does. So if you find a friend and you just sit at their booth at all the cons and watch them do the thing, eventually some of it might start to rub off on you and then you can do it a little bit better, which is basically all that I've done. And from the extrovert side, when you have, like... I would much rather talk to people about cool things my friends are doing than cool things I'm doing. So it's a great, like, I love walking around with all of these people so I can be like, hey, have you actually met everyone here? Yeah, yeah. They're doing cool stuff too. And that, like, it's a really nice way to start a conversation yes. without being like, hi, I'm so cool. Please hear about my business. You can yes. just, like, talk up your buddies. If you walk around in a group, you can just wait until everyone talks about everyone else. <laughs> totally. And then somehow you don't need to talk about yourself. And yeah. it's not as weird. It's it's number best. one trick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Please we talk about yourself, yeah. though. Like, please promote yourself. No, right. <laughs> but but yeah. also, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you like need a, to learn how. There's like a <laughs> so you need to learn how to. Yeah. Promote like a I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna ask. Yeah. I guess the group or pose this question, but Robin kind of already answered it. That you know, sometimes that voice in your head is so loud that you don't actually want to talk about yourself. Like it's insurmountable almost to people because people people will ask me sometimes like, how do you you're talking about imposter syndrome? Jay was talking about this. How do you overcome that voice that's so strong that you're like, no, no one's ever going to care about what I have to say? How Jazz, do you take that, that first sorry. step? That Jaslyn helped me with that, I think, on our first San Diego yeah, panel. How do you take that first step past something like that? Because that was for some literally the question I have written down for Robin. <laughs> no, no, no. This is a great thing because how we met is Robin like cold emailed me and it, I mean, turned into, I mean, that was years ago and now we're like, hang out every day. Funny enough. Great. But yeah, yeah, how do you, because you are an introvert, so it's mm -hmm. not like you're just like, oh, it's easy. I talk to everyone all the time and it's right. no problem. So like for someone who is nervous. So my introvertedness is more just that I feel very drained with social interaction. It's not that I can't do it. It's not that I don't enjoy it while it's happening. It's that sometimes if it's not a an, like an intimate partner or a friend, I just, I have to be on. And I was a teacher, so I can do that. I was a dancer, so I can do that. But at the end of the day, sometimes it feels very draining. Um, find quality things to say, right? So like, if you're going to use the energy, make sure that you're using it well and make sure that you're being very intentional. 
Um, and what I was gonna say before is that Jaslyn had said something in the past about the why me. Do you remember this, Jaslyn? I do not. So you, you had said something along the lines of um, when you say why me, you can kind of change the tone of it and make it why not me. So it's like, well, why do they want me on this panel? I was like, but why not me? Like, I have something to say. I have something worth saying. So I have a voice. So why not me and, you know, the other people on the panel with me? I do a lot of listening to the words that people use about me. Oh, man, that's my favorite tip. That's good. Yes, yeah, that's a great that's tip. Because I'm not good at talking about myself. You can copy-paste it online, yeah, too. Sure copy-paste it online. <laughs> no, but, like, I copy-paste in real life, too, yeah. um, with speaking sure. and talking and how uh, you introduce yourself or how someone else introduces you mm -hmm. is often yes, way better and more succinct than you could ever introduce yourself. Yes. And so I steal a lot of other people's words. Most definitely. Very nice <laughs> words. Very kind words. Yeah. Um, but I'm grateful for that because yeah. I can't, I, I don't think I could articulate it myself yeah I like this tip session does anyone else have like tips for I just went to oh, an go ahead. no go I just went to an imposter syndrome uh like class about like overcoming mm -hmm. imposter syndrome and she said a lot and it was great but the one tip that I like literally use every morning is uh nope. special Hi, delivery <laughs> thank you just came in and dropped <laughs> off. Um, the one tip that she gave us was that she said, uh, in your head, create a embodiment of your imposter syndrome and then create an embodiment of your inner cheerleader. Mm -hmm. And so I will tell you mine as an act to be more vulnerable. <laughs> uh, so my inner imposter syndrome's name is Kyle. And he runs a YouTube channel where he <laughs> critiques things, but he does not create his own stuff. Mm. And so he's always oh, critiquing what I do, I love although he's not so putting much. out any I content can... on his own. Okay. His name's Kyle. He wears sweaty t-shirts and okay. dirty baseball caps. And so every morning I say, flip you, Kyle. And if I like have something or I'm like, oh man, I don't know if I should be on this panel, I'm like, flip off, Kyle. Uh, yeah, so my inner cheerleader's name is Lilith, and she's like 6'2", and she no, still wears like 5-inch stilettos, and she's real cool, and so in the morning I'm like, Lilith, give me strength. Okay. <laughs> so if I'm ever like about to do something, like this panel for instance, and I'm outside and I'm like, ah, oh, God, Kyle's really getting to me. I'm like, no, Lilith, I'm going with Lilith today, and then I go do the thing, so... That was amazing. Like, yeah. So the first time you told that story, I was just like crying. <laughs> like, oh my god, this is so beautiful. That was great. Um, something oh, else? Can oh. I? Oh, yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. I was like, go ahead. Okay. So, I sometimes teach social media workshops to people who are like starting out. They're trying to build something. They're trying to build a business. And something. This is going to sound so simplistic, but I think people don't realize how much time and effort goes into making something or how you learn as a person. Right? When you learn something, you think back to like, we were talking about being in college or like how many years you've been in a career at a certain place. You look back and you go, wow, I've been doing this for X amount of time. I've actually gotten better. You look at your work a year in the past. You look at two years in the past. These things like reflection, that you don't have to go up against someone else to do it. Comparison is the thief of joy. That's really true. Reflecting back on the things, your progress, how far you've come, just doing something every day goes such a long way, and that voice in your head, yeah, it's gonna try to stop you, but just do it. Like, it may not 
reflect now, but it is probably going to get you somewhere soon. You don't get better by doing nothing. You get better by trying. And it's really sad because I think failure is so poorly framed in our society, right? So the fact that like even if you're trying, yeah, it's actually great to keep learning your whole life. It's very healthy and there's lots of social studies that tell us that if people are like that, they're more open and more critical thinkers, all these things. But just keep trying at those things, just keep learning and finding where you belong is so important. People get so, they struggle, but it's really true. And finding your community in that is also very important. Like if you go to a place that you're like, I'm gonna go take a class somewhere, you're gonna find other people that you can take that class with their learn or, you know, mm -hmm. that's a great way to just naturally uh, find it. It was like community. a room full of women crying, being like, this is what my imposter syndrome oh. sounds like, and we hugged, and it was like, oh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the best $10 I've ever spent. I mean, so for, that would, I guess that would be like my little tip. Again, it sounds very simple, but it's something. It's sure. something. Like, to put that concretely, because I agree 100%, my first comic was god-awful. <laughs> and, like, I got, and um, I started going to cons and, like, selling them at, at um, smaller conventions, and um, I got, like, my first, like, write-up on it, and they were like, the art is good, pretty good, but, like, the writing is, like, could do. And I was like, yeah, I could do better. But what was interesting is I was still getting the attention because people understood my intention. Mm. People understood that I had something to say and that I was taking action to put myself out there. And so just because, you know, you don't come off the bat, you know, making a Black Panther or making a Quentin Tarantino movie, like, no one actually cares. People are just like... <laughs> You just put out this thing. Okay, it has some good and some bad, but like, what are you about? You're about something. And that, um, that always matters most. And I think that happens across any industry, across any um, speciality that you have. I was actually gonna piggyback off of it. So I run a monthly wellness event called Fangirl Health Club and we meet for an hour and a half. We do a high intensity workout that's themed. We celebrated Harry Potter's birthday at the last one, <laughs> last Sunday. Um, and the first one that I did was because the woman that ran in and then ran away runs Women in Comics. I went to Women in Comics, met someone from News 12, which is a local news network in New York City. And they said, we would love to see you in action with a class. And I was like, I do not have a class. <laughs> in about one week, I got people together, like Erin, that many of the people know on this panel, mm -hmm. and just did a class. And that was now two years ago. Mm -hmm. I did it in one week. News 12 showed up when it was over. Oh, <laughs> I've yeah. never, I still haven't been on News 12. That's a little bit like, a little like... When the classes are better now, you guys can come back around. We had wands at the last one. I was like, come on. We've had lightsabers at our workouts. I'm yeah, like, you yeah. guys can come now. Uh, but that's all to say, I put that entire event together. I only had private clients that I was mostly bartering with at the time, by the way. And I put that event together in about a week with just friends from the meetup group Geek Girl Brunch and mm -hmm. said, I know that you trust me. Will you come do this work? out there might be a camera and they trusted me enough to show up and didn't have to be on camera anyway and since then it started every other month and then the demand was higher so I've made it every month um, and it's been great but I had to kind of not be great at it first and rush it so I think there was advice given that was like just do it 
just That's go right, for down it. Here too. I love how we've been doing this like for a while. So I'm like, oh, I'm just writing down the things that are already going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But that's always a huge piece of advice. Like you have, you can have ideas and that's great. But until you do it, no one knows. Like your ideas are just in your head until mm-hmm. they're out. And like, I feel like that comes up every time because it's whatever that is for whoever. It's a huge mm-hmm. part of it. I wanted to piggyback off of what uh, Taylor was saying before. So community, like, it would be awesome if it was all sunshine and rainbows and just like easy and great. We all know that that's not actually the way it works. And one thing that is hard is when you see a community or you see a group of people or you see a group of like businesses or friends or whatever, and you just like want to be a part of it and you're not yet. And like all of us either have had that before or do now. Um, and I don't think that ever goes away, but what can you actually do in those situations? Because like you can just sit and cry about it and like that's fine, but that's not helpful. Yeah. So like what are your tips for like changing that? Or it doesn't also always work, but you can try things. So you're asking how to like be a part? Yeah, so you're like, I wanna be friends with those people. Like what are your like tips to start edging that way? If you're not in the same physical space as them, social media is great. Comment, like, share. Um, I had a few people who are not here and shared the stretch post that I said I was gonna share a stretch here, and they shared it in their stories, and we were just like, you all should go to the panel if you're there, but if you're not there, this stretch is really good. That means a lot to me. I thank every single person who does that. Um, So those kinds of things, if you just want too, because then the person will see you at a con and be like, I don't know your real name. I might not know your face because your picture is this big (laughs) on Instagram, but I feel like there's something here and that's a way that um, you can sometimes get a foot in the door with people. I do a lot of, hi, I follow you on Instagram. That too. You don't know who I am, but I know who you are. (laughs) For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think a key part of that is like actually following on Instagram too. Like it's yes, funny yeah, how many yeah. times it's like yes. you yeah, saying you're a fan goes so much further when you've done a thing that shows that you're a fan. Whatever yes. it is, buying from them. Like one of my favorite tips is if there's someone I want to meet in Artist Alley or at a booth, if they have things that are like affordable and everything's not three hundred dollars, <laughs> so much easier to say like, "Hi, I really like you, and here's money for this thing you yes. do." Not oh, just man. like, "Hi, I like you, and five dollars. Cool, good luck with favorite. your life." You know, five yeah. by sevens. Oh, love them. Most definitely. And then find meetup groups. Like the if you are unfamiliar, Geek Girl Brunch is something that's been mentioned multiple times now. It started as a very small meetup group of three women who were friends and started having brunch and then said, why don't we invite other people? Mm-hmm. And they put it on meetup.com. Um, I was at like the third one at the time and it already started having a waiting list. I emailed them and was like, can I come to your Marvel brunch? Um, And then now it's international. There are meetup groups all over the world that are called Geek Girl Brunch. And there are a lot of members in the room that are not a part of the New York City group, but I recognize because we're a part of that meetup group in other parts of the country and the world. So like, to to kind of Mm -hmm. go off of that, it's not just about how can I get in, Um, It's understanding that everyone has that same question, and maybe what you can do is bring people to you. Um, Just understand that, like, if there's a need you need filled, that there are people who feel the exact same way, and like, use that as insight and act on that. Um, 
Yeah, and then you I just gave that advice recently. Someone was like, I want to be on more panels. I was like, you should make your own then. Like, yeah, literally, that, that is how to do a panel yeah. that you yeah. want to be on. It's great. Yeah, just email who you want to invite and apply to whichever kind you want. Yeah. We, yeah, I would also say, like, um, don't just, like, go up to some person and be like, hey, I would like you to help me, like, become a famous yeah. mm-hmm. person. Yeah. Or, like, be like, hello, make my career for me. Because then they'll just be like, <laughs> Will you do down. a subscription box for this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. So I don't have to? So, um, <laughs> dig inside yourself. Be like, what can I bring to the table? Go up and be like, hey, I'm blah, blah, blah. I follow you on blah, blah, blah. I really liked this post. Um, I'm trying to start this company. This has actually happened to me a couple times this con, which is really sweet. And I love talking to these people because I love, and I'm sure all of you, like, do you want to talk to somebody who's like, I like stuff, I don't know. Or do you want to talk to somebody who's like, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm starting, I'm really excited, this is what mm-hmm. I think it's going to go well. Yeah. yeah, like, of course you want to talk to B, right? Like, so go to somebody, like, let your, that's the best part of entrepreneurs, it's the best part of artists, right, is that they get so pumped about what they're doing and it's infectious. And so, like, let your excitement about your company, your project, whatever it may be, like, infect them, and then they're going to want to help you because, like, deep down, people like to help each other, like, achieve their dreams, so. Mm-hmm. I would say cast your net wide. Mm-hmm. So we've mm-hmm. got this sort of idea that, like, generationally, this is becoming more common that people have so many different interests and you can do all these different things, right? There used to be this idea that, no, you're stuck in one thing, you can only do this one Jack thing. nerd. Right, yeah. So that's not true, A, but I think people realize that you know, everyone has so many interests. That one thing that you might not have thought, like, okay, I have a talent to do art, and, you know, I also have a talent in doing right in writing. Maybe the thing you thought you were going to go into is, like, actually not the thing, just like we were all talking about our careers and things like that. Cast your net wide and see what works for you. It's not bad to explore all the different avenues that you have open to you. And I think people forget that sometimes because it is a lot of, time, effort, like if you're, if like Robin was saying, if you are an introvert, like you're tired, you get tired because you're talking to a lot of people, it may take, take some more time to find those communities, but online is good. You know, just trying things out all the time yeah. is great. You're going to find something that you fit into. And what you both just said reminded me that like sometimes even if you are a more introverted person who has trouble speaking to people, if you find the thing that you are passionate about, it becomes so much easier. <laughs> like yes. it's a world easier to speak <laughs> yeah. about something that yeah. you are fired up about and because it if it turns you on, right? Like anything that turns you on will give you that adrenaline rush rush, and you might not even realize that you're nervous. Afterwards, you might sit down and go, oh, all right, all right, I, I did that. I spoke to the person that I didn't think knew I existed for an hour at BookCon, and it was great. Um, oh, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I find that if you really feel passionate about what you are doing, that can carry you a long way. One of my other favorite tips is like if you have something to offer, that's such a great way to start a conversation. So like if you have like a social media following and you share someone's thing, that's amazing. Or like half the reason we have a magazine and podcast is so that I can ask people who I want to talk to with a reason like I will interview you and and post it. I will like put you on the front of my magazine instead of just being like I want to be your friend. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Do you want to be my totally. friend too? So having a way that 
Like having an avenue to do that is really helpful. Yeah, and I've, I've started on my Instagram. I was speaking yeah. to Jordan about this, who has Sartorial Geek, and I said, I don't have the capacity to build out this whole other brand, but I would really love to get in touch with other people who are doing wellness work that is targeting geeks and nerds and all of those things, okay. but I, I don't know how to share that. I don't know how to go about that with what I am able to do right now. So I just made an Instagram story, yeah. and it's called Geeks and Wellness. And it's, it's really just, good. I keep posting every time someone shares with me someone else who's a trainer. Or um, there are some physical therapists that recently started a business that's targeting geeky people. I want to share those people as well because, one, I can't be everywhere all the time. Two, I'm not everybody's teacher. And that kind of goes for anything, right? Like any business is not everyone's thing. So the more that you can support the folks that are doing something similar to you, the better it is for everybody. That's actually why we started the Sartorial Geek, because I was like, I want an avenue or a way to like share cool things that are happening. Yeah. Is this, are we done in five minutes or 15 minutes? <laughs> okay. okay, I was gonna do a q and I just question. realized I didn't actually know what time this ended. So since <laughs> five minutes isn't really enough time, I have one last question for you guys. Um, where is it? Oh, this question is, um, so like, if you want people to contact you, like if you want, if you like want people to either like want to work with you or if you're looking for other partners and things, there are ways to like look more accessible than, than not. And I feel like you all have done really good, like you all have tips and strategies for like looking approachable or accessible and I was wondering if you could share. Do you mean in terms with like our audience or in terms Any, of networking? Anything. Like, I mean, you know, if your if your social media is private, that is a very hard way for yes. people. Like those yeah. types of like small things to just like sure. be open to even being reached out to. Are we to. just going down the line? Whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, start, let's start with Taylor. Oh, okay. Sorry. Put no, no, it's fine. <laughs> I don't care. Um, I would say, hmm, I'm super open. Like, I'm very extroverted. So if people approach me, even if they're super weird, I'm like, sure, we'll talk <laughs> to each other. Um, I also encounter a lot of different people in my life, like people who have been, like, in fandom for a long time and then, like, you know, super little kids. So it's, like, a whole spectrum because I work, you know, like Rose does, booths at conventions we sell. I encounter a lot of customers and stuff like that. Um, I would say... Just, yeah, be, be socially, like, open to all social media. Know what social media niches your audience is in. So um, that's another tip, I guess, for, you know, if you're trying to build an online audience with, you know, a following. Um, sometimes you're following, like, a lot of people's following is now on Instagram because businesses are really creative-based, and that's going to be what it is. It's visual. There's a lot of good ways you can message each other easily, but also accept that there are still some communities that have different demographics, so they might not be there. They might be on Twitter. They might be on LinkedIn, even. That's a thing still. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, really? Yeah. Um, and obviously Facebook. Just be open to where, like, really think about where is my audience? Where can I engage with them? Engagement is key. And really, like, talk, explore, be open. Never close yourself. Never close yourself to an avenue. That would be the one tip I would ever say to somebody. Like, always really think about, like, oh, I'm noticing this. Well, let me try it. Let me try it. Uh, when I'm at BarCon, 
or like at an event and I'm talking to somebody in a group, it's really easy to like circle up and get closed off mm. and then someone will kind of come up to yeah. the group and they'll be like trying to find a way in. I'll just step aside and be like, mm -hmm. hey, join. And I've made so many friends by doing that one gesture because like I know what it feels like to be like, oh, hey guys, I'm just gonna squeeze in. Nope, okay, I'm gonna squeeze. Nope, okay, I'm gonna get a drink of water. It's what I actually wanted. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, does anyone have any last things before we? Um, ask questions of your audience on social media. I find that that's very useful um, because you, do, and don't fake it. They will know if you're just like, yeah only replying in emojis or things like that if it might have a better answer um, for <laughs> oh my God. than just an emoji. Um, in your Instagram stories, you can ask questions of your audience. They have the poll option now, which can be super useful. Um, and you can do like not just the highlights, but you can make posts that asks other people to share certain accounts with you. So I did that on Juneteenth, I did that for Black History Month in order to uh, share black-owned businesses that weren't only wellness-focused that maybe I didn't even know about. So now my community is adding to this list and I can refer people to this post to find other people. Cool. We That's are cool. like basically out of time, but I want, so the socials and websites and stuff have been up here, but some of you are on the floor this weekend or doing like super cool projects. Will you just say like one last goodbye where to find you or we're here or online or whatever, mm -hmm. whatever you want. Pick so tomorrow I have a ticketed event called Fangirl Walking Club, which is a donation-based walking group I do in New York, and we're just doing a little bit of a walk here. And then on Sunday, I am on the How to Be a Nerd for a Living panel at 11 a.m. I believe it is in, in this room yeah, as well. it is. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm downstairs, <laughs> uh, which is why I haven't been walking the floor. Booth 4539. It's under CineQuest.com. It's actually my dad's small business. Um, he is graciously allowing me to share half his booth this year. Um, so 4539, we've got Supernatural stuff and Charm stuff and me. Um, mm -hmm. Pretty much there the rest of the weekend. I don't think I'm getting out much. So please come <laughs> say hi to me. <laughs> Bring me water. Help me. <laughs> I'm walking around the floor. Um, right now, but um, I actually have a Kickstarter that's live right now that only has one week left. So if you want um, in on this beautiful um, poster that was made by Paulina Gunnarsson? There's also an exclusive Jordan Denae shirt that so you can only get through Chase after Kickstarter. We end, grab one of these and um, magichourtv.com has a link to the Kickstarter if you want to check it out, the trailer. <laughs> Stars India Moore of from Pose, who plays Angel. And um, yeah, if you like um, The Twilight Zone or Black Mirror, but you were like, why isn't it black enough or queer enough or women enough or something enough, then like, check this out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at Jaslyn Stone on all things, I'm not on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter are lit. And you're on the panel. Also oh, yeah, on Sunday, I am on the same panel, same panel mm -hmm. in this room, 11 a.m. It's gonna be really good. Please come. Mm -hmm. You can find me at, first of all, the first three people, I'm gonna tell you my Instagram handle for my business that makes nerdy stuff, but the first three people that follow me right now on Instagram and come up and show me, I have three pins for you guys, freebies. And they're like big pins. Yeah, they're big, they look like this. They're like Star Wars and one that says head fan girl. Which I'm is stealing that idea. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Wait, that's I it. Um, and my Instagram handle is at Logan Arch, A-R, C H Chicago, like the city. Uh, that's my small business, and you can find me at They Seek Her There, like the Scarlet Pimpernel, 
the little poem that's in this color pimper now. Yeah. I'm that nerd. I'm that nerd. Um, and if you, I do freelance work, so I love collaborating with convention planning. If you guys are like any kind of convention planning, I have six years' experience in that, and I love hearing new ideas and working with other people. Yes. Yeah. And we okay. maybe recorded this, and if we did, then it'll be <laughs> at uh, the Sartorial Geek, so you can find that there. And also, we have free magazines that we're giving away yes. at Rose's booth, which is question mark. Four, five, three, nine. Yeah. Right, right across from Warner Brothers. The, yeah, and, at uh, the end of the 4500 aisle. Thank yeah. you all so shop, much for shop, coming. Shop, this shop. has been very cool. Yay. Have a really Thank good day. Thank you so much. Come get these. Come get my things. Yeah, I also have Thank a you. bad bitch club okay. stickers if anybody would oh, like yes. to join my okay. bad bitch club.